Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Hello, witches. Oh my gosh, I sounded like Winifred Sanderson for like two seconds. All right. So, hello, live Patreon watchers. Thank you for being patient with me as I got that booted. I'm trying the like Patreon live stream feature. However, I'm just realizing it's not a live stream feature. It's literally what I was doing before where you just put a link into a post. Pointless, but whatever. Um, so, let's get going. Good morning, witches. It is November 2nd, 2023. It is Thursday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Asheville Pagan Supply. So, let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote for today is, there are two ways to go when you hit that crossroads in your life. There's the bad way, when you sort of give up, and then there is the really hard way, when you fight back. I went the hard way and came out of it okay. Now I'm sitting here and doing great. Matthew Perry. So... Yes, um, since I last recorded, we did lose Matthew Perry, and it's a really hard hit for a lot of people. You know, I saw a really great post where they were talking about why do we get so sad when we lose someone we never knew, and someone responded and said, when it comes to things like television shows, we are inviting these people into our lives, sometimes through horrible bouts of depression when we're going through the best of times, the worst of times, and um, they're there for you, even if you don't know them. So it's going to be <laughs> really hard watching Friends for the first time, I think. We're going to uh, get going. So we're actually skipping tea today, and we are going right into some headlines. Oh, I should say this is our live recording. I am recording live with our Patreon family, so um, they may weigh in on questions or things like that, so you might hear uh So for our headlines today, I wanted to give a nod to The Craft. As it is spooky season, um, let's see. So the craft cast, where are they now? According to Screen Rant, and this was just updated. So 
Uh, that's really awesome. So Robin Tunney, who played Sarah Bailey, she was the main character who like had just come into town. Um, she definitely had done quite a bit of work in terms of like prison break and the mentalist. And now she um, is playing Jane Adler in the TV series, Dear Edward. So it seems she's been working pretty consistently for, I don't know if you can hear my dog barking. Well, shush. Uh, Feruza Bulk, who uh, is very well known as Nancy. I remember she did The Water Boy, which I think is like one of my favorite movies of hers. That's not the craft. Um, but she, you know, I see her still posting and she seems to be working maybe in more like independent films, smaller films. And I know that she has been doing artwork as well as well as releasing music and i think she has a patreon too so you can support her nev campbell as bonnie nev campbell is one of my favorite people because i love scream and it would be nothing without nev campbell so i absolutely love her and she herself has done quite a bit of work but i think out of all the cast she really is probably the most well known in terms of what she has gone what she has done since and then we have friend of the podcast rachel true as rochelle zimmerman uh so rachel true has been on our show she's very kind and lovely and she um has done quite a few uh movies half-baked nowhere the drew carey show uh she had half and half which is one of my favorite shows where she played mona and she's in the witch world so she actually has her own deck true heart intuitive tarot which i really really love it's a great tarot deck and it really has such a wonderful vibe to it next we have skeet ulrich as chris hooker uh another scream alum so i love him purely because of scream but most recently he was in the um Riverdale. Uh, Christine Taylor as Laura Lizzie, who would go on to, um, it's funny, they're using a, the picture of Sarah with blonde hair. I don't think they know who Christine Taylor is. But she would, uh, she's been Stiller's wife, but she would go on to be in The Wedding Singer, Zoolander, and a very Brady sequel, which was a really funny movie Brecken Meyer oh gosh I love Brecken Meyer clueless hello um he is also a musician as well so yeah it seems like the craft crew are doing really well for themselves and really rocking it out and it's just really cool to see kind of these films that we really really love uh Practical Magic is turning I think 35 this year 25 what's I think it's 25 Practical magic i think it is turning 20 35 35 practical magic 25 does anyone know can anyone do math 25 okay 25 um and we we actually did an article on it for which way for the november issue so uh check it out and yes, so it's really nice when we can kind of look at these films that are really loved within the witch community, the craft and practical magic, and just kind of keep them alive by talking about them and keeping them going. 
All right, witches. So I'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent. And then after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Thursday, November 2nd. The waning gibbous moon continues to enjoy the warm embrace of cancer today. Here, the moon trines the sun and Mars. Mars and the moon are very strong today, so the feelings are really flowing. We may be particularly in touch with our passions, what drives us, what makes us tick. Our day-to-day -day lives are usually filled with things that we're not necessarily passionate about, so this is a rather special moment in which we can reflect on that. What is it that makes getting up in the morning worth it? What are those things that we wish we could do if we only had the time or were uninhibited or unencumbered? This isn't the energy that necessarily makes us feel brave enough to take action on these things, but at least acknowledge them and make plans to take action on them when you're ready. Your daily moon mantra is, embrace your vulnerability. It is the birthplace of your deepest feelings. This has been your Daily Moon Mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago Astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. Asheville Pagan Supply is a witch-owned and operated old-age metaphysical pagan supply store located in the Blue Ridge Mountain town of Asheville, North Carolina. Our shop specializes in high-quality products created by local magic practitioners and craftspersons with an emphasis on sourcing products that are botanical, organic, ecologically conscious, and affordably priced. We are extremely proud of our knowledgeable and friendly staff who are always prepared to answer questions and personally assist customers with their purchases. Our belief has always been that our business presence in the community offers a normalcy to pagan practices and in educating the general public we assist in dispelling myths and stereotypes associated with different pagan practices. Open since July of 2014, we focus on our local community and hosting workshops and events. Visiting Asheville? Find us. Just look for the raven with the key. Or shop 24-7 at AshevillePaganSupply.store. That's A-S-H-E-V-I-L-L-E-P-A-G-A-N Supply.store. Blessed be. All right, we are back. So we have a question from one of our listeners, Andrea. Andrea says, I want to hear about winter folklore from other countries. So that's what's interesting. So this, this is fascinating. When I got this, um, this is actually from last year. I got this question last year and I like I was like, oh, I think a lot of our winter traditions are from other countries, more specifically, like Europe, Germany, um, Celtic, English maybe French, like we, our traditions are other country traditions, but we did do a little research. So let's see what we, and we're going to focus more on folklore. So this comes to us from three rivers, sparks.org. And we're going to talk about monsters. So in Finnish mythology, it's told that Luai, the, the witch goddess of the north, kidnapped the sun and the moon, the audacity, and held them captive inside a mountain, causing the darkness of winter. 
The uh, Yupik peoples indigenous to the Arctic tell the story of a subterranean monster with bulbous bodies and frog-like legs who could only be killed by the sun. So on the winter solstice, these monsters emerge to hunt and mammoth carcasses, um, like to hunt these like, to like, So these things would like emerge to like hunt, right? So it's again, it's fear of winter, which like we understand, right? Because back then winter meant death. So you can see how these stories come up. So basically the idea is like these subterranean monsters with like frog-like legs and big bulbous bodies, um, because it was dark in winter, they could come out because the sun would keep them away. So these monsters would come out and hunt. And then um, people said that they would like find like mammoth carcasses. Um, but then the sun would return and everything would be. In Greek mythology, the Calicanceros were angry, hairy, and like creatures who lived underground and tried to cut down the tree of life. So... Similar to these frog-like creatures of the Yupik people, uh, these calicanceros could only be killed by sunlight, and so they would emerge during the solstice to wreak havoc on homes and villages. And they were reputed to be rather unintelligent and unable to count or gather monsters. I don't expect monsters to count. So the idea is that villagers would put out colanders to ward them off. Um, similar to a lot of other mythology, these monsters would try to count the holes in the colanders and it would keep them busy until sunrise when they would go back underground. So I think we can see kind of a pattern here in this kind of monster solstice folklore, right? Basically, the idea is when the sun is out, these monsters will come out and kill you. So stay inside. It's cold. Right? I think people are trying to keep everyone indoors because winter was so brutal and scary. Now, there's also gods and goddesses. Um, we have Horus in Egypt, Spider Grandmother by the Hopi, Halleck uh, in Scotland. So winter solstice has also been known uh, to celebrate the Earth's regeneration or rebirth. And the Scandinavian goddess Bewi is associated with health and fertility. It was believed that she traveled through the night sky in a structure made of reindeer bones whoa, with her daughter to bring back the, the greenery on which the reindeer fed. For this reason, she was worshipped during this time of year. Then in Italian folklore, there was La Bifana, a goddess who rides around the world on her broom during the solstice, clean, uh, leaving candies and gifts to well-behaved children and placing a rag doll in her likeness on the front door or window to entice... Um, entice her into your home because you want like that sweet, sweet candy. Now, uh, before humans understood the solar system and how gravity sends us around the sun or the planet, we were told these stories to explain the darkness, right? To entertain or frighten each other or to keep the spirits up and provide reassurance. Now we understand the physical forces of the universe a little better, we are confident that spring will eventually come. 
We hold back the darkness with electric lights and the cold with furnaces, and we don't even think about these myths all that much anymore. So it's really fun. I, I think it'd be really, really fun to... It could be super fun to pick one of these traditions, maybe not the ones I talked about, but maybe maybe there's a culture you're really fascinated with or one from your ancestry, and maybe find an old tradition. Like if you're of Italian ancestry, maybe you can make a little doll of La Bafana and put it in your windowsill on Christmas Eve, you know? Um, it's fun to try to keep these. It's fun to try to keep these festivals and traditions alive. All right, so we have a little bit more, more creepy folklore, and this comes to us from themarysue.com. Just in case we need to scare some children or some adults or some teenagers. All right, our first one we're going to talk about is Mary Lude. This Welsh holiday tradition sees a person carrying a horse skull on a stick decked with ribbons and a sheet, parading about town, singing, doing skits, and sometimes there's men dressed as Punch and Judy, and uh, it's just it's just a horse skull. I mean, it is creepy. It actually, you know what it looks like? Did anyone see, because there's a picture here, did anyone see the movie The Villages and that, like, creature with, like, the red cloak, which, like, why no one questioned why these creatures had cloaks? I don't know. Um, but that's what these look like, these Mary Ludes. They look like the creature from The Village. Great movie. I know people make fun of it, but I love it. We also have Percha, which is, like, the bookend to St. Nick. So this comes after kind of the stories of St. Nicholas. Basically, the Percha is an old hag who appears around Epiphany. She also makes house visits to make sure all the spinning has been done and everything is clean. And she's accompanied by furry monsters called the Perchin. And uh, there's photos here. People dress up as like this really scary kind of hag-like creature with just a bunch of monsters behind <laughs> with horns. Basically, this is just about getting kids to do what you want with fear. Then there's a Frau Garden, which is uh, basically it's cursed to this like eternal hunt to heaven. And her daughters were turned into small dogs to pull her sled and it's basically meant to punish laziness so it sounds a little bit like frau hall and for those of you who don't know frau hall is essentially this kind of storybook winter um sort of being where basically uh if you're really if you work really hard and um you work really hard and you put a lot of effort into things. She rewards you with gifts and golds and things like that. But if you don't, she just drenches, like drenches you in tar, which is wild. Anyways, I would love to hear if anyone knows any other fun little <laughs> like winter folklore stories that you want to share um share it in the facebook group or the discord or email me and i'll definitely share it over this one this winter season because i think these are really fun and i like learning about more and more of them 
because I think it puts a lot of our own traditions into like perspective. It's just really fascinating. So we are wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. I want to give a shout out to listener Audrey Grabowski. Audrey, you perfect wise banshee. Jennifer DeMucci, you celestial splendid gnome. And Stephanie Young, you glorious scholarly spinster. Thank you three so much for being Patreon supporters. I really appreciate it. And before we leave, we do have a card poll. Our card today is Grounded from the Sacred Symbols Oracle. Have you been feeling spacey, confused, or unable to focus? Drawing this card means your energy is scattered or you are not fully connected to your body. Time to reconnect with your physical body and its connection to the earth. Meditation, being outdoors, movement, root vegetables can all help to feel more grounded. All right, witches, that's all I've got for you today. Don't forget any books, decks, headlines, sources, anything we referenced can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com. And we will talk again tomorrow. Bye. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day.